It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Radio Program on North Shore 104.9. Remember, you can always listen on the radio. You can tap your app on your phone. You can download the North Shore 104.9 app. You can listen across the world wherever you want online. Go to North Shore 104.9, the website. You can listen there. You can find all of North Shore 104.9's programs. Go to the website. You can click on listen and you can there's all the podcasts there you can also listen to my program separately on johnfpaul.podbean.com you can find me there as well so you can you can find out all kinds of stuff about the station and what's going on and what we're doing and uh you know and and, and you know when you call in you get to talk to biff right biff and that's a, always a pleasure <laughs> it it always it always is so uh yeah it's uh it's kind of a weird weird day today uh uh where i am it's cloudy and humid so it's uh i i feel like i did not dress appropriately today i was uh out for a little walk this morning i went jeesh this wasn't the weather i expected for uh almost almost the middle of Oct- i guess it is technically the middle of october it's october 16th, 16th yeah yeah because that if it it's past the middle because if it was really the middle it would be in october had 32 days All right so we know that's the middle would yeah. be 15 and a half yeah. yeah it would be it would be so uh uh and it's only two days away from my lovely wife joanne's birthday Ooh, so happy, well happy, happy birthday. birthday to her nice just nice two days wow I gotta go gotta go get a card Yes, in trouble. And a, and hey, beautiful present as well. Uh, yeah. Well, well, let's let's not get crazy here, Ben. <laughs> <You know. laughs> okay. Hey, do you? I, I I have a little bit of a problem sometimes. In the well, I have a lot of problems, I guess. But even like when we were up at uh, Cycles One Twenty Eight, and uh, I I got Rob's uh, tiny little Vespa car. I like those things. And do you ever have an odd, you know, curiosity with? Uh, odd and sometimes tiny cars with us today is author russell hayes who wrote the a book called the big book on tiny cars russell good morning and welcome to the car doctor program well good morning to you and thank you for having me on all right so um i like i like odds odd vehicles as it is anybody who knows me knows that i like odd vehicles what is your infatuation with some of these small and even smaller cars well, I've always liked small cars. I mean, my first car was, was a 1965 Mini. So uh, I started small and I've, I've got a small car now because uh, I live in central London and it's the only car you can park um, on the street. But um, I was lucky enough to be asked to write this book by Motorbooks. And um, I had to choose, a, you know, make up a big long list of, of, of character all tiny cars right across the last century. And there's lots, you know, it was difficult to choose which ones to put in. Um, but I hope I've got a really good selection. They're always, um, they've always got a character, and a lot of these have really fascinating, quirky stories. I mean, not all of them have been big successes. Some of them have been terrible flops, um, but those read more interesting, I think. Yeah, I know. I um, There is locally in Massachusetts where I am, there's a collector by the name of Charles Gould, and I think he's tearing down his collection now. I think he might be... He's trying to come down to about 150 tiny cars. So he has a huge amount of tiny cars. And he started collecting cars years ago when he found out that he could put more tiny cars in his garage and he could full-size cars. So he just started to collect them. But he's the same way. He likes the, he likes the character of the cars. And, you know, whether it is something more modern like a Ford Pinto or a Fiat 500 or something, uh, small cars do for small cars to have appeal they need to have this character right they do and that, i think that's why people give them names don't they um because they, they have little personalities and the designs across the centuries was so across the century was so different you had front engines rear engines sometimes the engine in the middle um the bubble cars had their motorcycle engines then you had the water-cooled engines um and of course it was electric yeah 
Yeah, it is, it is interesting because um, the little Vespa car I was in the other day, um, I'm about six foot tall, and the person I was that was driving it was about six feet tall and we both fit pretty comfortably inside this little tiny car that um was uh it was amazing how small it was they were yeah they had to be very clever with how they used the space i mean the original fiat 500 was was very good i think you, you could still just about get a an italian family of four people in it i think that's why they will have the sunroof so if, if somebody was very tall they could just stick their head out of the sunroof <laughs> um but the Vespa, the Vespa you drove is it's a lovely car. It's one of those little chic 1950s micro cars, which were a little bit more expensive and a little bit more fashion conscious. Um, and uh, they were just really pretty little cars. Yeah, they, they really were. You know, as you were doing the research for this, and like you said, you had to make a list, are there some cars that just stand out either because of the design or the story behind them? Um, I have some favourites, I have to say. Um, I was really interested in, the, in you know, because I'm, I'm writing for an American audience as well, I was really interested in doing the research on the on the Crosleys, and I didn't know very much about them. Uh, so, um, you know, the Crosleys that appeared before the war and then after the war, and they were, you know, quite innovative in a way because it was trying to sell a small car to... Um, to Americans who were used to big cars. Um, uh, and I think in, in the first instance, they were sold in department stores. They were sold in Macy's, and I think they were sold in, in Crosley's um, electrical stores as well. Um, and I, you know, that uh, they, they, were, they were made by a refrigerator company. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my wife's uncle actually had a Crosley hotshot, which was sort of the oh, yeah. sportier version, you know, years and years, you know, like probably back in the, the early 60s or something and uh and he he actually remounted headlamps to the fenders instead of where they would normally mount and uh the car became a little bit unique and as it got passed around he was able to sort of trace it because it was it, it was different than the than the stock one because he added more headlights so he could see where it was going better so um they were pretty they were pretty fascinating little cars yeah yeah and um and another car I, I thought was really interesting was the King Midget, which was this, you know, this little do-it-yourself car that's sold by mail order. Um, and I, it lasted for about, you know, 50, a good 15 years, and you built it yourself. Yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was another car that I had the opportunity to drive probably 15 years ago. And I was sort of amazed. I took it out on a public roadway, and I think it had... Uh, a little uh, six or seven horsepower engine that probably came out of garden equipment, and exactly. uh, but yeah. it was but it was actually kind of a fun little car to drive, and and it was it was certainly unique. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, some of the electric some of the electric cars that that came and went because you know there wasn't the demand for them, like the uh, the Sebring Vanguard City car, you know, the one that was shaped like a wedge of cheese. Uh, and um, and and the Zagato Zelle, which was a, you know, an Italian made by the famous Zagato firm, Italian battery car. Um, that was that was really interesting to go into that too. Yeah, the the city car, the city car. I almost and I guess this tells you a little about my personality. The city car I almost purchased. Uh, there was a uh, there was a fellow not too far from here <laughs> that had an advertisement for an electric car for sale, and I got to his house and he had two of the city cars and he had a Renault Le Car that a local company converted to electricity. And for some reason, I thought the Renault would be better than the city car. Um, I'm not sure at the end of the day, that was really true. Uh, but, uh, but they were, they were both very unique cars and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and in their own way, sort of fun and dangerous to drive at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Quite. Let's be, let's be honest about it. Quite a lot of them were dangerous to drive, but, um, Quite a lot of big cars were dangerous to drive in the time, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and 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 it falls. It probably falls into a little of that category that it's a lot more fun. Maybe I guess if you call it fun to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. So you know, driving driving at forty five miles an hour in a in a city car is is uh, 
is frightening as opposed to driving 30 miles an hour in a Ferrari, which is horrible. So yeah, it's a real, but it's a real sensation of speed, isn't it? You know, you you can see you can see all around you. You know what the dimensions are. Yeah. Um, and uh, I covered the some of the Japanese uh, K cars. Uh, you know the the, the the little Japanese cars which were limited um, in their size that had to conform to particular dimensions in order to qualify for a parking space and low tax. And the ingenuity uh, over the years from those little tiny um, K cars was, was fantastic. Um, and they made a whole series of um, little K sports cars in the 1990s. There was the uh, the Mazda AZM, which had a had gullwing doors. And um, and then cars like the Suzuki Cappuccino, these tiny little two-seat roadster cars. Um, so the, the K cars was an interesting subject to go into. Yeah, it, it really. And I I hadn't I hadn't really known about those until I started to see the K truck phenomenon, the little the little tiny trucks, which yeah. are starting to gain some sort of cult following here in the United States. Uh, people are trying to buy them, and now they're. They're, they're here and there. They're having some registration problems with them, trying to get them legally on the road. But but they're 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 cute and they're fun and they're practical at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and and they're pretty well made. You know, if you if you look after them, they'll they'll they'll, they'll do you well. Yeah, and the the Mazda that you mentioned with the gullwing doors. I've only seen one of those, and I think it was probably just on television. And I was amazed at that little car. That was a pretty fascinating little car. And then, yeah, and then there's the uh, the Nissan the Nissan retro cars, the, the so-called Pike cars, um, which was a completely made up name. They made up made up a factory for it that didn't exist. Um, uh, the Nissan Figaro, that that little uh, retro car, which look, actually looks like a modern Vespa, with a with a white top yeah. and a roll back roof and the pastel colours, and I think that's really taking off as an import in the states because I think it's not been that long since you can legally import one. And the, um, they only built about 30,000, but the survival rate for them is very high. People, and especially mm. in England, they, they really treasure them. Did you, find, did you find any cars that had odd stories? I know there was, a, there was a car here in the United States called the Dale, which had, which had a very twisted history. It was, um, it was just an, it was an oddball yeah. car to start off with and there was a lot of shenanigans that went on and i think the the, the there was there was a um I, I don't know if it was a guy that became a woman at some point that tried to sell <laughs> the cars there was a there was a whole lot of things going on with it uh but it, it, again it was a small car i think i started looking into that but but I, it was all a bit sketchy I yeah, couldn't, oh, quite yeah. Find yeah. In, couldn't quite find in a hard detail to sort of pin something down um, and with every car I've, I've written, there's a sort of a fact box with how many were made and, and where they were made and what the engine size was. But um, it's, it's not always possible to find those things out. I think some of the um, some of the, the, the fascinating era was the German bubble cars. I mean, that was a, a real boom in in cars, and there were a lot of stories about um, people copying each other's designs. That happened a lot. Mm. Um, there was um, before the um, uh, original Heinkel came out, there was a, a, a guy who just decided to bring out a complete copy of it. Um, and they, they, they had to take him to court pretty soon, and there were only about 50, 50 made. And he said, oh, well, it's all right, I'll change the door, I'll make it open on the other side. Mm. But that wasn't good enough. So it, there's all those little stories like that, which were always good. And, and how about the modern cars? How about the, the newest, smallest cars? There are less. There are less of them. That are. They're not so quirky. I mean, in, certainly in Europe, there are there are fewer of the really small city cars because um, the manufacturers are finding it too expensive to engineer them for emissions. Um, but we're getting a we're getting a a rash of new small electric cars. Um, and there's a the Swiss company which made the folding scooter called Micro is bringing out a uh, this year an electric bubble car. Oh, okay. Which, look, which looks exactly like the old Assetta from the 1950s. It has the big door that opens up the front, um, but it's fully electric. And uh, it's been quite a struggle, I think, getting that to market. But it's it's launching um, into production later this year. So that's called the Microlino. And uh, in, in France, 
uh, Citroen has is bringing out a, a tiny little electric car called the uh, the Ami. They're reviving the name from the 60s hmm. um, in this little two-seater plastic box that will cost about five thousand pounds wow. um, in France, and they're and they're bringing it to the UK. So um, so yeah, there's there's still some interesting small cars around, but um, there are there are fewer of them these days. Yeah, you mentioned the Isetta. There's a car museum not too far from here, and they have about 80 um, cars of, of all vintages from the 50s and 60s to uh, current. I think they have the latest Corvette. I think they have one of every series Corvette. But the Isetta is the most photographed car in that museum because yeah. people people have seen them before. They don't totally understand them but they but they really like them and they are let's face it they are awful cute and and, the, and it was such it's kind of an important car because it was the car that saved bmw you know, bmw in the 50s was just making enormous expensive luxury cars and saw the gap saw that it had to make something affordable to keep the keep the wheel turning on the factory mm. and uh, bought the design to this um this italian iso ISO bubble car took it over, adapted it for themselves, and um, and that's what really launched them. Yeah, yeah. We're we're also starting to see a little bit here um, an electric version of the Mini Moke. So so kind of a carriage roof, you know, uh, Surrey yeah. roof sort of uh, little Moke uh, that uh, people are using them as kind of neighborhood electric vehicles. Kind of you know the. Uh, a better, a better, more unique version of a golf cart, I guess. But they're starting to get to be quite popular. Yeah, the Mini Moke is um, is interesting because it kind of didn't do very well in the 1960s, but it's become a cult car since. And uh, that shape, it keeps coming back. Yeah. It's, and it's especially suited as an electric car. Yeah, no, and, and like you said, it's cars that they're not mainstream cars that they sell hundreds of thousands of. But they sell some, and they sell them because, like you said, they have they have personality and character, and you don't get that when you buy a an SUV that's basically you know a box on top of a box. It, it uh, you know you can say how much style that the latest SUV has, but still compared to something like uh, uh, you know an Isetta, um, that had that had a very interesting style to it. And I think you had to be smarter to design a smaller car than a big one because it has to have all the same components. It has to have an engine, wheels, a gearbox, and transmission and brakes. Um, but you've got to compress it all into this small package and you've got to manufacture it for a cost which is still going to make you money. So, I mean, the, the Mini is a prime example of that. Um, it, was, it, it wasn't a big car shrunk. It was a small car designed to be a small car from, from the outset. Yeah, you bring up a really good point because you can't take a big car and shrink it because then you have to shrink the people that go in it. Um, yeah. As opposed to you build a small car for big people and you have to figure out what to do with all the other stuff, like you said, the engine and transmission and steering and, and all of that and make, and make it somewhat workable. I don't think anyone's going to confuse a, uh, uh, a even the latest iteration of a bubble car with a BMW 3 Series when it comes to handling and performance, but it is going to be something that people can drive and, and enjoy in their own way. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, um, it's they're very easy to collect microcars because they don't take up much space. Right, right. And I think so. there's, been, there's, been, and there's been lots of microcar museums, I think, because when, when, when people didn't have a use for them, they didn't throw them away. They just put them in a corner of a, a garage or two of them in the corner of a garage and locked lock the garage. So quite a lot of them survived. Yeah, it, it is It is fascinating. And, and the idea that, you know, here in the States, it's, you know, sort of bigger is better. But yet there are this little niche of people who love these small cars because of their because of their appeal. And, and even if you don't, you know, even if you live in a small apartment and you don't have, you don't have room to collect anything, you can still read about them and enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's good that there's so many museums still to them. that They're, they're really surviving quite well. Yeah, they, they really are. Um, you know, probably as part of, you know, your research here, um, you probably you probably discovered that, you know, although microcars are fun, they're probably not a great investment. You, you buy them because you like them, right? 
You do, but having said that, um, there was a there was a, a huge microcar museum. Um, Bruce Bruce Weiner, is that how you say it? I think he so. A, yeah, he had this huge microcar museum, and he um, went off. Um, it was broken up and sold at auction, and the values fetched for some of those cars got really high. And I think that sort of set set them off as little investments. I mean, yeah, they're not going to be. As, as much as an Aston Martin or a Ferrari, but I don't think you don't lose money on them anymore. Mm. No, it, it sounds fascinating. And Russell, if people are interested in the book, where where can they buy it? Um, the main outlet really is, is Amazon, if I can say that. And also from the Motorbooks website, you can buy it direct from them. And it's out on uh, the 16th of November. So also, so Also as a Kindle book as well. So if people want to... You know, read it as an electronic book. They can buy it through Amazon, or they can buy it directly. And it's uh, and it, you know, as you as you were writing this, um, did anything shock you at all? Was there any was there any car that you just kind of looked at and it and, and still you walked away, sort of scratching your head, going, "I just don't get it," or or some well, surprise? There was a big surprise that I I can't realize that I, I didn't find it before. There was a there was a French artist in the 1940s who lived in Paris called Paul Arzin, and he invented what was effectively the first electric bubble car. He invented this aluminium and glass bubble um, called the electric egg, and it had an electric motor in it because um, it was made during the war and, and you couldn't get petrol um, because it was rationed um, by the Germans. And... Um, all you could do is put an electric motor in it. So he, he made what it effectively was the, the very first bubble car in 1945, and I wasn't aware of it. And it still exists. He he kept it and put a gasoline engine in it and was tootling around Paris in it right through into the 1960s. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know I know. over the years, you know, when, when things happen with, um, you know, gas prices get very expensive. And I remember back in the 70s, Honda came out with their little tiny Honda car that, um, was very fuel efficient, and we would see we would see more of those small cars. And sometimes small cars are based out of necessity, like yeah. that car was, where there was no gasoline available, so they put an electric motor in it, which 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 is always sort of fascinating me when you when you learn the history of these cars from um, you know some of the oldest to the newest. What were the what were the range of years that the book covers kind of well, i started with the um the oldsmobile runabout oh okay um, which i think is 1905 maybe mm. um and then i was uh, i'd have to have the book in front of me to look it yeah. up it's been a while uh and um and then the austin 7 uh and, and 1920 so i go from the 1900s straight through to um, 2021 so, um, and, I rate it by decade. Yeah, and and looking at the sort of looking at the very beginning of the beginning of the last century to the very beginning of this century, um, the car the cars still I think even though the newer ones are modern and they probably have you know power features and air conditioning, they still sort of what I think is still their appeal is some form of practicality, but some sort of some sort of character that sets them apart from. A traditional four-door sedan or SUV or or truck of some sort. I think people like small things. It's like puppies or kittens. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's an interesting. That's an interesting way to put it. Maybe maybe that's just maybe that's just right. And uh, and uh, they they like the idea of uh, small and cute, and it and it works out for them. And again, Russell, the book is available through through Amazon or uh, like you said, you can, it's downloadable on a, on a Kindle. So people, yeah, can you can it. have it. Yeah. In a hardback or a Kindle. Yeah. Um, um, Amazon is probably the best place, but uh, there's lots of other re online retailers yeah. are selling it as well. And the book will be available when? November 16th. November 16th. Russell, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your day and joining us on the car doctor program in Massachusetts in the States. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. We need to take a break and pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Why don't you give us a call at 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. We'll be right back.
on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit AAA.com slash join. That's AAA. AAA.com slash join. Get ready for the colder weather with Agway of Danvers. We're stocked and deliver seasoned firewood with four types of wood pellets, coal, and envy blocks. Those cozy fires at home. Hi, I'm Dan Wiles, owner of the Agway of Danvers. Now is the best time to be reseeding your lawn with Agway's grass seed and fall fertilizer. It's also a great time to decorate for Halloween. We're stocked with decorative cornstalk, straw, and white and orange pumpkins. Prepare your chicken coop for the winter. We have heated waterers, coop clean bedding, boredom busters, and more. Come see us in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers today. Lionwa Auto Group is now hiring. There are dozens of employment opportunities available in any of their eight dealerships located in Peabody, Burlington, Nashua, and Bedford, New Hampshire. Consider a position as an entry-level or experienced technician, sales or sales support, finance, valets, and more. Lionwa Auto Group is an award-winning dealer group who gives back to the communities in which they serve. Join the Lionwa team where employees are valued and recognized. For more details, visit lwagcareers.com. That's lwagcareers.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. What? Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code QUICK. Radio program, our show 104.9. And why am I saying Car Doctor Radio program? It is a radio program. I, I, I don't think that needs to... I don't know that we need to specify that, do we? Would that be repeatedly yep. redundant? I, I, I think it's like hot water heater. Ah. You know, which is which is kind of... Well, that's it doesn't heat hot water. Sh- should it, it be just be a water heater? It would just be a water heater, yeah. Because what, yeah. what other kind of water would be... If after you heated it, it would be only one kind, right? That would be hot. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be a water heater. Yeah. Would, so, yeah. Very. We're, we're being very philosophical as the music was running yeah. down there. So. I, I don't know why yeah. that is. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. we we so, have. Uh, well, we're hey, going we're to move forward we, with we, the show. We have Robert from yeah. Tingsboro on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Because it is radio, after all, it is live <laughs> radio. And, is. and and again, I want to thank Russell Hayes from calling in from uh, Merry Old England. Yes, that was really on, cool. On program, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. How often do you get to do that? Uh, uh, you know, uh, should we tell the boss about the, the phone bill he's going to be getting? Oh, boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one up to you. It's going to be a whopper. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might, yeah. might want to send him a quick text. <laughs> yeah. And then Something run. like that. Yeah. Some type of coward, right. coward communication. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk to Robert. Robert, what's going on? Uh, not too much, John. I <clears throat> hope you're feeling well. Uh, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling pretty good. You know, last last week we had the uh, you know the world's largest yard sale at my house. You know, so uh, you know we've lived in the same little tiny house for forty three or four years, and, uh, and uh, we've never had yeah well not that many treasures, uh, but a lot of stuff it seems like. So we had a yard sale last week. That fortunately I didn't have a lot. I just had to put all the stuff out. Um, and, uh, and, and that was about it. And today, apparently, uh, we're having an open house. So, uh, so 
Yeah, yeah my so. question is regarding tire age. Uh, you know, okay. my my wife's car, for example, let's say the born on date, you know, to quote a beer yep. commercial, yep. it's seven yep. years, okay? There's 26,000 miles on the car. The tires, you know, don't have a lot of wear on them. They don't seem to get a lot of air other than temperature change. Yep. I'm just yep. wondering, am I pushing it, you know, with rubber being, you know, that old, or should I wait a few more years and the, change the, them out? The, it depends who you talk to. Uh, there are some people who say that at six years old, you should throw any tire away that's six years old and put new ones on. Um, the Rubber Manufacturers Association, who who kind of is behind all the tire nomenclature and rules and all that stuff, they tend to use 10 years for a number. Uh, mm -hmm. But some of it, some of it really depends on the tire itself. My wife's Volkswagen which is a 2015 um, that is that sits in Florida. Um, that car last summer, I guess. Last, well, maybe it was maybe it was last spring. Um, I looked at the tires, and the car only has less than twenty thousand miles on it. I looked at the tires, and they're all and they're all cracking around the edges. And they were pretty. They were a pretty decent tire, but they just weren't. They they just weren't holding up. And some of it had to do with I know the car sat for about a year uh, on the dealer lot before we bought it, and I think that might have had something to do with it too. Um, it's covered with a car cover, so I can't even blame you know Florida sun on, on ultraviolet damage to the tires. I think the tires just plumb wore out because of dry rot and cracking. So I replaced them. And yeah. uh, and put new ones on. So I guess the the real story is look at the tires real close. Look and look and see if there's any cracking. I mean, a little bit of surface cracking is kind of normal. But yeah, if the cracking nothing starts, they look there's good. nothing. No, no dryness, no cracking. Yep, no, then I probably wouldn't worry about them. I probably yeah. They have uh, to be Michelin, yeah. so I don't know if a tire yep. brand has. Yeah, yeah. Michelin, Michelin, Michelin will also say they they use. They always, well, Michelin always used to say they didn't think there was any expiration date on tires. And Michelin also used to say you could patch a tire from bead to bead. Since then, they've kind of yeah. changed their opinion a little bit. Um, you know, they're, they're saying, yeah, really just patch within the tread area. And, yeah, probably 10 years is a good time to look at it. But back in back in the old back in the olden days, you remember the olden days, when you could buy retreads. The yeah, retread, they never worked the, out too well. Yeah, yeah, but the retread—the only retread that I would really want to buy would be Michelin's. So if really? you could find a yeah. set, of, if you could find a set of tires that was a uh, that was retreaded that were Michelin's, you knew you were going to have really good luck with them. And the same thing, even with the big truck tires, the Bandag retreads, which were some of the best in the business. Um, you know, if somebody, you know, people would people would actually take Michelin's off their trucks, mark them up. Send them to like Sullivan Tire to to have them uh, retread them and get them back because they knew that the Michelin casing was a really good high quality casing. Yeah, well, based on your recommendation, that's why I put the Michelin on my truck as well. Yep. So both yep. vehicles have them. Yeah, no, I, I, I was have... just concerned with time where the tire looks so good, there's so much mileage. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, no I have a set. Her. Yeah, I have a set of Michelins. That um that I have on order because um, I'm not in a hurry for them. Uh, that uh, I'm getting a little bit of a discount on, and I'm going to put them on my car um, because the tires on my car. It's not there's anything wrong with them, but if I really do ever go through with my plan of you know driving to Florida and yep. retiring at some point. Retiring at some point from my full time job, uh, you know, I want to do it with you know brand new tires on the car because it would make you know new tires make a car just feel better. So, um, but uh, but um, that we'll see when whenever that happens. I don't know when that's going to happen yet. So okay, well, well we thanks for your uh, recommendations. Right. That's why I right. call you. All right, you guys have a great okay, day. take you as well, Robert. Take care. Bye bye. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. If you'd like to call us, just like Robert did, uh, 
you know, would would love to hear from you. See what's see what's on your mind about your car, the automotive industry, or uh, anything else. But right now, before we take a break, I want to do a quick car review, and um, this may be um, one of the most publicized vehicles in the news. It's the Genesis GV80. The Genesis GV80 is a luxury mostly five-passer SUV made by the luxury arm of Hyundai. It's also the vehicle that potentially saved Tiger Woods' life when he was allegedly speeding and crashed it. Uh, Biff, do you remember that? Do you remember when Tiger Woods crashed his vehicle not too long ago? Biff may be answering the phone. Um, There are uh, three trim levels, standard, advanced, and prestige, and this is where it gets a little confusing. The advanced trim level is the only one that offers a third row seat. Uh, that is not the version I had. I had only two rows of seats. Uh, the five-passenger SUV can be powered by a choice of two engines, a 2.5-liter turbocharged four-cylinder, and a 3.5-liter turbocharged V6. The smaller engine makes pretty decent horsepower, almost three, uh, just about 300, and the larger engine makes 375 horsepower. But uh, even more impressive, nearly 400 foot-pounds of torque, or pound-feet of torque, depending on who you are. The V6 version is also all-wheel drive only, and both engines use a very nicely shifting 8-speed transmission. If you want front-wheel drive version, you need to go with the smaller four-cylinder engine. And again, to complicate things, if you want a little smoother ride, uh, you get the adaptive suspension, you need to move up to the V6 version. So the four-cylinder version, no adaptive suspension, no, but you can get Front-wheel drive in four-cylinder, but not in six-cylinder. A little bit confusing, but it all works out in the end, I suppose. Ride and handling was uh, generally very good. Uh, it's not an athletic sports sedan, but considering it's a big box, it really did handle well. Once inside the cabin, the seats are extremely comfortable, even after a long drive. Rear seats can accommodate three and about the same level of comfort. And it has one of the most attractive interiors of just about any car. It actually reminded me... Uh, the way it was put together of the very fancy Mercedes S-Class that I was in a couple weeks ago. Uh, the, the interior quality was really, really good. Um, I read somewhere that somebody called the cabin uh, chic and premium. Um, maybe. Um, but I think it has its own identity. I don't think they were trying to copy Mercedes, although it, it seemed as nice as a Mercedes. Um, the the climate controls, the modern color combinations, everything seemed elegant. And I will say, I did find the touchpad a bit quirky, and the shifter was a little getting used to. I'm not I'm not a big fan of different style shifters, rotary knobs. I like shifter handles. Just me. Uh, performance from the V6 engine was quite good, although fuel economy wasn't. I averaged uh, just about 20 miles per gallon. Some of the standard safety features, review camera, front and rear parking sensors, forward collision warning, front and rear cross-traffic alert, pedestrian detection, uh, lane departure warning, and even some of the advanced features that were available as options, heads-up display, blind, blind spot camera, uh, reverse automatic braking, so if you go to back up and there's somebody behind you, it applies the brakes. The uh, uh, the Genesis GV80 Prestige starts at about 57000 All-wheel drive models start at 63.4, while the V6-powered models, which, again, also have all-wheel drive, started about 70000 Is the Genesis GV80 a perfect mid-sized luxury SUV? It very well may be. We need to take another break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you'd like to give us a call, 800-370-1049. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. We'll be right back. and get ready to laugh when Bill Haney's North Shore Music Theater presents the international sensation Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! The guaranteed Dancing in the Isles Get Happy Musical! Featuring 20 of ABBA's greatest hits woven into one mega-hit Broadway show about a daughter's dream, a mother's secret, and a trip down the aisle you will never forget. Honey, Take a chance on 
a chance on Mamma Mia! Live on stage at North Shore Music Theater, now through October 17th only. Everyone will be having the time of their lives, and you will too. Get your tickets today at nsmt.org. You already know you are going to love it. Breaking news at Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers. The 2022, that's right, not a 21, 2022 Outlander has arrived. And wow, what a ground up new design. Dad, I am obsessed with the new look of this car. It looks like it's from a different planet. You've heard Back to the Future? You remember the Mitsubishi Montero everyone was talking about? This is the 22 Outlander. This 22 Outlander is a seven passenger vehicle, fully equipped with all the latest technology. Forward collision mitigation rear braking control, and this Outlander gets great gas mileage. Let's not forget about the Eclipse Cross. That has arrived too. A 2022 Eclipse Cross. What a design. Ultimately, what we're trying to say here is we've got product. And it's all redesigned with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. You can't go wrong with a Mitsubishi right now. Michel Mitsubishi, Route 114 in Danvers, MichelMitsubishi.com. Michel Mitsubishi. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Resenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore. What L49 forecast serving the North Shore and the Merrimack Valley. Variable clouds, some sun today. It's windy, temps 65 to 75. Shower storms arrive overnight. Some could be heavy. Temps by morning 55 to 60. Tomorrow, variable clouds and windy, low 60s. Temperatures fall during the afternoon. There could be a late shower. Monday, partly cloudy, breezy and cool, 55 to 60. With a forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is open every day for lunch and dinner. The Berry Tavern offers takeout, ordering curbside pickup and delivery through local delivery companies. Call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. Remember, we're brought to you in part by many great sponsors, but one of the ones that, well, pays me every week is uh, AAA. And uh, if you're a AAA member, uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. If you'd like to come to work with me, uh, go to AAA.com slash careers, and you can find out what kind of job openings. And if you know somebody who's unhappy in a tow truck or maybe wants to learn how to drive a tow truck or do service with batteries and flat tires and all that sort of stuff we have some openings in fact we have a job fair coming up in pbd not to uh, i'll 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 let you know more about it when when i when i know what's coming up uh, when i have the exact date but uh triple com slash careers you can find out more information and, and uh you know we still have some some great travel deals going on right now so check it all out triple com. and of course if you have a car question uh, and you don't call here, you can always go to AAA.com slash uh, car doctor, leave me a question, but also check out some of the stuff for Car Care Month, including including a little contest, so you can check all that out as well. Uh, let's talk to Tom and Weymouth. Hello. Good morning, John, on this fantastic day out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know. I went, I went out and uh, mowed the lawn around 9 o'clock, and I came back uh, sweating, going, "What? I, I did not yeah. dress properly for today. It's humid. It, it's yeah. very humid. That's the problem. Yeah. Other than that, but well, uh, and, you know, I'll take, I'll, about... take, I'll, I'll take humid in October anytime. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what having a little breakup on the line. Yeah. I can't hear. You. Okay, oh, I can hear oh. you a little better. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 you talk about tires. I'm in that same issue. I have eight year old tires. They have a good thread, thirty thousand miles on them. You know. They're not really cracking, so that's kind of good. So you said maybe keep them because uh, I'm I'm looking at tires. But but last night I happened to be on one of the tire companies looking at Michelin tires. Yeah. Now I used to rate tires by mileage. You know, forty thousand miles, fifty thousand miles, and the prices went up. That doesn't seem to correlate. Less wow. mileage tires, like fifty thousand, cost some of them cost more, and this is Michelin than an eighty thousand. What's what's that about? Because the 
numbers nonsense. Um, the, <laughs> the 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 you know it used to it used to be and and I'll give you I'll give you an example that dates me way back. Um, yeah. Back when Uniroyal had had a had tires, they had a tire called the Zeta Z Z E T A or something like that. Right, and it was a Zeta twenty, thirty, and forty. The twenty would last twenty thousand. The thirty, thirty thousand. The forty, forty thousand. In fact, uh, uh, Paul Sullivan from Sullivan Tire, I think his license plate is like Zeta forty or something on his car. Um, mm. But uh, but the the Although they, you know, they come up with this number, the numbers don't really make a ton of sense sometimes. Um, mm. They really, they really kind of compare to each other. So uh, you really can't compare a forty thousand mile Michelin to say a forty thousand mile Kumo because they they do their calculations differently it's it's really there just to give you an idea but some tires that may have 50,000 miles versus 80 uh the rubber is made in such a way that it's actually designed to wear out a little bit quicker because um it's a little stickier and it's going to perform better in certain weather and temperature conditions so right um, and i was comparing so, michelin's against yeah, each other but, you know yeah but even yeah sometimes what it is Very it's cool. the it's the speed rating of the tire that varies the price uh it's the uh mm. you know the the popularity of the tire honestly varies the price so mm. um i'm looking at the tires that i want to order for my car are called uh cross climate twos they're okay. michelin's latest latest uh tire it has kind of an odd tread design uh, yes, but it looks. Yes, yeah, looking at those. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of give them a, sh give them a try and see what they like. And uh, but, but yeah, they're you know, and if you look at the mileage, you're right. It doesn't make yeah. a ton of sense when you look at it. Um, yeah, but you know, the, what is that the, tread the, the, design on that cross? I looked at it. It's like wow, I've never seen it. Yeah, I yeah, kind of nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to think it is. But the the Michelin person I talked to said, you know, it's our latest greatest tire, and it mm. actually works. As good as a snow tire, um, uh, hmm. you know, and you know, which yeah. you know, if you're if you're if you're driving, no matter where you're driving, you never know you could run into a little bit of a snowstorm. So, so yeah, when are so you going to get I, those so I can wait? Uh, <laughs> I, I I I asked I and you know I I asked the people from Michelin and they said they'd give me I don't know, a little bit of a discount. And uh, I said, "Well, order order a set for me." Oh, and okay. I haven't. I actually asked about a week ago, "What's the ETA on them?" And they said. And I hadn't heard back, so yeah, maybe they're, right. maybe they're changing they're their mind. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, just uh, uh, off that subject, are they ending the Honda Odyssey? Did I hear? I saw that's something in it that Honda Odyssey. The, that would that would surprise me. Although maybe they are. It is. Uh, I mean, the limited amount of minivans on the market. Um, and it's it's it would surprise me if they're going to do that uh, because I mean really it's the the Chrysler Pacifica, the Odyssey, the Toyota Sienna, and the the uh, the Kia Carnival. Mm. Um, yeah, really, right. so you would think even if the market wasn't a big minivan market, if you only have four choices, you're going to sell a bunch of them. You know, so yeah, it was something to do with the, the factories. They want to change these factories over. Electric, because that's that's what I saw. Yeah. Some kind of yeah. a blog which, on that. which is kind of, which is kind of funny because Honda is probably the one company that isn't jumping and embracing electric like a lot of the other car companies. Hey Tom, we got to get going. We got to okay. take a break. All right, thank so, you. John, all right, take care. all right. Always great talking to you. Thanks yeah, for calling. You too. Yeah, okay, yeah. We need to take another break. Our phone number is 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Are you still waiting to go on a cruise? Cruising is one of today's most popular vacations. If you've never been, now is the time. I'm Rick Carlson from Cruise Planners of Hyannis. Don't book online yourself. Don't risk overlooking a small detail that could turn into a big problem. We'll take care of everything. We'll find you the best prices, and we won't charge you any additional fees. Find out what cruising is all about. Get out there. Have the perfect experience for no extra charge. Let's do it together at CruisePlanetravel.com. La Machia Realty Beverly is a full-service value-based real estate brokerage. It's the best fall to buy a home in two years. So don't wait. Visit LaMachiaRealty.com. LaMachia Realty will guide you to your success. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit AAA.com slash join. That's AAA. AAA.com slash join. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code QUICK. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. Uh, I just looked up Honda Odyssey. I was curious about uh, what we just heard. Apparently, the Honda Odyssey, at least right now, is um, is going to go away in Japan. So the Japanese Odyssey production will end in 2022. Um, but it looks like the uh, Odyssey that's made in Lincoln, Alabama, uh, is going to continue to be made. So... Uh, that's according to, oh, the drive and um, car expert in some website out of Australia and car buzz all say that that is the case. So um, there's a, an electric pickup truck called the Rivian. And uh, again, like Tom was saying, electric vehicles, all the rage. But the Rivian is uh, their their factory is in normal Illinois. And one of its light trucks with a full charge should be able to easily make it to Chicago and back, it says. The first deliveries of the 2022 Rivian RIT electric pickup schedule for this month uh, have window stickers with the EPA range of 314 miles between charges. Federal agency also certified the um, the R15 electric SUV coming in the fall at uh, 316 miles. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good sounding number for a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, some of these electric vehicles. Um, uh, I think Nissan just came out with one, and it has range of just over a hundred miles, maybe, um, which is fine for most people. And you charge up every day, but um, the idea of being able to go on a reasonably long trip and find a place to charge up pretty quickly. So if you are if you're able to drive, you know, 100, 200, 300 miles, if you're able to drive 250 miles, take a break, uh, you know, maybe stop, you know, roadside place somewhere, do a quick charge for 20 minutes, get another 80% of your charge back in your batteries, have a little snack while you're there, uh, kind of works out. So um, we'll, we'll wait and see how all of these electric vehicles are going. It was, uh, you know, sort of like Ezekiel Wheeler last week. Uh, with his electric moving van, you know, 16-foot uh, electric uh, box truck. And I just found out this week that we ordered uh, five 
Ford Lightning pickup trucks, the new Ford Lightning all-electric pickup truck. We're going to utilize them for road service. And uh, it looks like we'll be able to do DC to DC quick charge with them uh, better than a generator, which we also ordered seven of those. So we're going to we're going to try them all out and see how electric vehicles work and how we can make them you know work for people because um you know i just read a headline that said evs free up silverado's design gasoline version debuts so we're going to see uh just like the hummer electric vehicle which has apparently we got to get uh, uh zane merver back on the radio show zane has a website called gmc trucks um and uh he went out and uh drove the the new hummer ev and he said it was absolutely lived up to all of its hype and he actually has one on order whether he actually gets it or not it'll be interesting to see but because i think the first ones are really really expensive hundred thousand dollars but he said it really did live up to uh what they're saying and and from what i understand the same drivetrain the electric vehicle drivetrain will start to be used in some of the pickup trucks as well so there's a there's a lot it's it's all about electric vehicles right now and you know some of the presentations i do for you know and they're all virtually these virtual these days but all the presentations three years ago were all about autonomous vehicles people wanted to learn about autonomous vehicles all the ones now are um all about electric vehicles people want to know about electric vehicles they they have uh they have they have a lot of interest in them and you know we'll wait and see the the one car that really stands out kind of in the electric vehicle range is the lucid air uh, a, a luxury car that competes with the likes of the tesla uh, model s but the lucid air has a 500 mile range 500 miles that's a long time to be sitting in a car hey i bet i bet i know that joe piantadozzi is in the studio right now let's find out if he really is joe are you there i am here john i made it this time uh, yeah you made it this time you didn't get stuck in traffic no, there wasn't any horrible things going on no, it was, that was yeah. the top field fan traffic no question about that so it was a yeah. breeze coming in today happy to be here today and happy to uh to yep. come on your show for a few it's, minutes. It's, it's funny. I had a reporter ask me the other day whether AAA has done any studies on traffic volume because, um, you know, it, you know, traffic volume is definitely back. But it seems like it's back all day long now where it used to be, well, you could say, oh, the rush hour between, you know, 6 in the morning and 9, you know, the roads were packed. But now it seems like the roads are packed all the time. It, I think all this flexibility of people working from home, they have more time to be able to go out and clog up the roadway. Exactly, I agree. I agree. People yeah, are working yeah. more remotely, yeah. and they're they're going yeah. out all. Uh, I I'm, I was on in sales for years, and I was the only one on the road between nine and five. Now it's yeah busy yeah. from morning now till night. Hey, there's a piano guy playing in the background. But what's going on with uh, Breaking Bread this morning? Well, I have from the North Shore Music Theater, Karen Nesson Benny and Bill Haney, and of course Karen is a sweetheart. She ran this station for 16 years, so she certainly knows her way around the studio and she's here live with me in the studio and bill haney who owns the north shore music theater uh is going to be here as well they're going to talk about mama mia which they have uh this weekend wrapping up at the theater and then come upcoming uh, productions so always great to have them on uh and uh, bill haney's a legend i mean it, you know that, that's a name everybody knows so absolutely you know, that'd be fantastic so, and, and Car uh, karen is uh he's, she's been around too for quite a while so she's yeah i i wish i was in the studio maybe she could give me some tips on things to do yeah so <laughs> <laughs> oh, well thanks Jeff. i appreciate no, it no, all right hey thanks joe and breaking bread coming up next uh always a great program great listen make sure you stay tuned and uh until next week make sure you wear your seatbelt drive safely and be good to your car we'll talk to you all next week bye bye Nine, serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. WBOQ Gloucester. It's time for Breaking Bread with Joe Piantadosi, where good conversation is always made fresh. And now, here's Joe.